What is your life worth to you? Is it worth a million dollars, two million dollars, a job promotion, a new car, a new house, some famous friends, some fame, some prestige, to hobnob with the rich and famous? What is your life worth to you? What is your soul worth to you? I'm appealing, hopefully, to everybody who's listening to this uh, podcast episode, uh, Sensibilities. This is an appeal regarding those of you who uh, perhaps are falling away from the Lord or you do not have a relationship to him at all. And so this is an appeal. This is not a theological message where I'm trying to instruct you in the area of doctrine. This is a preacher, as it were, on the street with a megaphone appealing to everybody that's passing by. What is your soul worth to you? Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew uh, and verse, and I'll read it for you. He said, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And in the verse prior to that, in verse 25, he said, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Now that seems to me, and probably to a lot of you, like that statement doesn't make any sense or that's some type of double talk. What is Jesus saying there? What he is saying is that those of us who want to live the good life or who wants to do anything to preserve their own life will eventually lose their own soul. And that's why verses 25 and 26 are coupled together. But a person who's willing to lay down their life, who's willing to take up their cross and follow the Lord Jesus Christ even unto death, which is a, a life of self-denial and a life of self-sacrifice, then that person will find their life in him. So we all need to ask ourselves some serious questions regarding our lives. We need to examine our lives very carefully and see what are we doing on this earth what is our purpose are we here to just get a job promotion to get fame and fortune to make millions or billions of dollars and to heap it upon ourselves just heap treasures upon ourselves or are we here or should we be here to serve God and serve our fellow man and to recognize that we are in a state of uh, depravity when we're born. Most of us do not understand or realize the depth of our sin. And because we don't realize the depth of our sin, we also depreciate the, the loving kindness of our Savior and Lord and His grace and His willingness to save. So because of our deficiency in understanding these uh, 
divine truths in these very critical areas of our lives, we live our lives precariously. We, we play Russian roulette with our lives. We think that we have all the time in the world to goof off, to do what we want to do, and then at the end of our lives, decide we're going to straighten up. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Without the power of God intervening into the life of a hopeless, dead, and trespasses sinner, we will never straighten up. Only God can give us the power and the ability to do that. We don't have the willingness, nor do we have the ability to do it on our own. We're, we're hopeless and we're helpless. As a matter of fact, we're so helpless that the Bible says that we're dead in trespasses and sins. That, that is in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, and also in the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. And what does it mean what does the Bible mean when it says that we're dead in trespasses and sins? Well, obviously, it's not talking about physical death because as I'm talking to you right now, obviously, I am physically alive. I have, I can think, I have reason, I can make choices, I can walk, I can talk, I can drive, I can work. But for those of us who do not have a relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ, you are indeed dead. You are a corpse. You are a dead man or a dead woman walking because you have no life on the inside. The Spirit of God does not dwell in you. And in Romans chapter eight, it says very clearly, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, then they do not belong to him. See, every human being that will ever live will, will have one or two fathers, either God, the, creators, the creator of the heaven and the earth and the entire universe is your father, or you are of your father, the devil. And Jesus made that clear when he was talking to the religious leaders and the Jews in John chapter 8, verse 44. He told them that you are of your father, the devil. So what is the solution to man's problem? How can man get right with their maker? How can he do that? Is it through philanthropy? Can he give enough money to uh, hospitals? and to third world countries and to the homeless and the helpless? Uh, can he donate to universities? Uh, can he give money to the church? Will that help his situation? Or what, what's the solution? Can he pray some Hail Marys and some Our Fathers? Will that help him get to heaven? I mean, what is man's real problem? Man is a dead man, he's dead. And, 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 and dead simply means that he does not exist. God cannot reach man until man repents. You understand what I'm saying? Man, man cannot get to God until he recognizes that he's a sinner and that he's in need of salvation. He's in need of deliverance. And that is what the gospel message is all about. And the gospel message is simply this. If you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul said Jesus died and was buried according to the scriptures. And also according to the scriptures, he rose again on the third day. And the Bible simply says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, if one believes that Jesus is Lord and that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved 
for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation it's, it goes all the way back if we go all the way back to the book of Joel chapter 2 I believe it's verse 32 it says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved and of course within calling upon the name of the Lord a person has to repent of sin that means turn away from your sin forsake it and believe on what Jesus Christ did for sin and for man when he died on the cross he shed his blood and took the penalty for sins that we should have taken he was our substitute he was our scapegoat and this is what the gospel will do for all men for those who respond positively to the gospel this is the wonderful news this is the good news it will bring about your regeneration and you will believe and you will receive salvation and that salvation of course the Bible clearly tells us is eternal for those of you who reject the gospel message this is what it will do to you it will bring about your degeneration because of your unbelief and it will result in you having uh, inherited unfortunately everlasting damnation so the gospel is indeed twofold for those who believe it will bring about their once again their regeneration their belief and their salvation and for those who do not believe it will be their degeneration because of their unbelief and their damnation there's no middle ground there's no purgatory there's no place where you can have a living relative pay enough indulgences to get you out of this uh, intermediary place or some negative zone or some limbo that uh, has been invented by the Catholic Church to get you out of purgatory where so you uh, so that your sins can be completely purged and you then ascend on into heaven there's only two eternal destinations for every human being that will ever live uh, ladies and gentlemen it's either an eternal uh, bliss in heaven or an eternal torment in the place called hell which of course we find out eventually is thrown into the lake of fire and to to find that out you all, all you have to do is read the book of revelation in chapter 20 so once again this is my appeal to all of you who are listening who number one especially those of you who do not know the Lord you're in grave danger and in order for you to appreciate the good news you need to understand the bad news and the bad news is that you are lost and you are dead in your trespasses and sins unless you repent you can choose but not to choose understand is to indeed make a choice you've chosen to reject the Lord Jesus Christ and that rejection will bring about an eternal unforgiveness for you and you will die and perish in your sins and pay the penalty for your sins for all eternity and as I mentioned in an earlier podcast just because you live a temporary life the sins that we all commit are against an infinite God so therefore it requires an infinite punishment positively speaking for those of us who have chosen to believe in the gospel and that Jesus Christ died for our sin because he paid the penalty for our sins and absorb God's wrath himself 
those of us believe we will experience an eternal life uh, with God because our sins have been eternally forgiven but for those of you who reject the gospel you will experience an eternal unforgiveness and you will suffer an eternal misery separated from God and that is not God's fault it is the fault of the person who made the conscious de decision to reject the Lord Jesus Christ Jesus is coming back soon where do you stand are you going to be with him or are you going to be against him your your choice you make the call this is brother Dell of gospel repentance ministries I'm your host I hope all of you who uh, had the opportunity to listen to this message will take heed to it and make the right decision today <laughs>